What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting and one-and-done preview for this week's RSM Classic. A uh, couple of housekeeping items off the bat here. There will be a live stream Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. That is for final ownership projections in terms of DFS. Uh, we can look at the tee times because that's going to be important this week in the course rotation because we have two courses in action, the seaside course and the plantation course. So it'll be important when tea times come out, we'll need to talk through all that. And just any final questions, answers, thoughts, weather, whatever it is here on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. Uh, otherwise, um, if you have not taken advantage of your free bet in on William Hill yet, if you are in either New Jersey, Illinois, or Indiana, that information is on rickrungood.com slash Hill. Someone told me last week they deposited $100, got a $250 free bet, put it all on Dustin Johnson to win, and at like 9 to 1 and won like 2200 So free bets are good. Free bets are good things. It helps you, helps me, helps William Hill. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through some outrights. We're going to talk maybe some matchups, review the run good one and done, and then talk about one and done options for this week. Surprisingly strong field in Sea Island this week. So let's get to it. All right, the tournament predictor tool on rickrungood.com. If you are new, welcome. Uh, what I'm trying to do with this tool is um, to take the numbers and determine how often each golfer can get to the winning score, which right now I have at 13 strokes gain, usually 13 or 14. That's, that's the number that uh, can win you a golf tournament on the PGA Tour. And then take a look at the odds and say, okay, does the golfer get to that winning score number much more often than the odds would indicate? Uh, that's what this tool uh, was built for. And uh, for this week, and the weaker the field, even though this is a stronger field in terms of RSM classic history, uh, you know, by PGA Tour standards, might be considered a weaker field. So when you get to some of these weaker fields, th- not a lot of these numbers add up, right? Because there are a lot of guys in this field who don't have the ceiling of getting to 13 strokes gained over the course of four rounds enough to outpace their outright odds. So I'm going to kind of, we're going to look at the model here. We'll go through it very quickly at the start, uh, but I'm going to kind of just just stray from it a bit. So uh, like Justin Rose has the highest expected value on this slate. So what that means is I have him getting to the winning score about 13 and a half percent, or I'm sorry, excuse me, six and a half percent of the time. His odds in Vegas uh, are currently 45 to one, which would indicate him winning about 2.1% of the time. Um, so that is a 4% increase in the expected value. So that's, that's why Justin Rose is number one. Lee Westwood is number two. Shane Lowry is number three. Matt Kuchar is number four. Um, the, the flaw with this model and and the next version of this, hopefully after Mayakoba next week, when I rebuild all of these tools, you're going to be able to adjust the, the time frame. Um, because Justin Rose hasn't had a lot of winning success lately, but because we need a lot of data for this model, uh, it takes into account a lot of the longer term stuff. S- same with Shane Lowry, Matt Kuchar, right? I mean, Lowry hasn't won or really popped up all that often since the Open Championship. Kuchar, uh, I don't think he has a win this year, which might be the first time in a while. He tends to get at least a, a, a swing season win uh, every so often. So um, you have to you have to kind of match this with, with the eye test a little bit. So the way that I am going to go about this week, um, I'm going to start with Webb Simpson. So Webb Simpson currently, let me make sure I get this right, 
He is eight and a half to one on on draft kings. He's actually ten to one on William Hill. So obviously, uh, you want to get your action in on William Hill if available. So ten to one right now. I think we have uh, we we can really shed the notion that Webb Simpson only has five or six courses a year that he can contend on. Uh, I think we can shed that. You know, not that I needed a long, wet, soggy Augusta National to really solidify that for me, but another top 10 there in what should have been pretty bad conditions for him. Like, it's he, play, he plays well everywhere. I, I'm willing to retire this thing. And, you know, fairway through green, I say this all the time, he's one of the best players on earth. Um, he's had so many close calls here at the RSM Classic. He had a, a second-place finish last year, third place the year before. Uh, he's won twice already this year, so he does actually win golf tournaments. So when you're betting outrights, obviously winning is pretty critical to that. So Webb Simpson, and I, and I don't usually like investing in the guy with the shortest odds, and I like a lot. I like ten to one, certainly a lot more than I like eight and a half to one. You know, then you start going down the list here, and uh, you know Terrell Hatton at sixteen, kind of interesting. Sungjae at twenty. Not as interesting. Tommy Fleetwood doesn't really win all that often. Russell Henley is twenty-five to one, and and we've been talking about Russell Henley quite a bit over the course of the, of of since the restart. Essentially, he's been one of the, one of the best, if not the best, uh, ball striker, or at least in sh- terms of strokes gained approach since the restart. That is uh, fair. That's it's there's there's no no doubt about it. Um, twenty-five to one. You you got to think he's got to win. So. When's the last time Russell Henley has actually won a golf tournament? So I can pull this up really quickly. But um, I like getting a lot of Russell Henley action, even if it's not an outright. So 2017 was the last time he actually won. It was the Houston Open. Okay, so it's been three years. He's playing great now. But, like, give me all the Russ Henley top tens, which are currently about 3.3 to 1, so, like, plus 335. Uh, give me Russ Henley top fives, six and a half to one. Give me Russ Henley matchups. We'll talk about a couple maybe in, when we get to the matchup parts here. So as 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 much as I love him, it's a lot different than saying he has the win equity of Webb Simpson. He absolutely does not. Um, but he has a lot of upside and a lot of ways that we can that we can benefit off of him playing well this week. So I will have a lot of exposure to, to Henley, a small nibble on... Um, on his outright number, and then I'll probably load up on fives, tens, and and potentially matchups for this week. So now I continue to look down here, and you know I, I see things that are interesting, but I I think they're fair prices, and and I don't love betting on on fair prices, right? So like Ian Poulter at thirty five, I I like Ian Poulter this week. Not enough to bet him at 35 to 1. Uh, Brian Harmon, I think, has been on a great run, and, and this would be a really good spot for him, but only 45 to 1. That's a little bit concerning. So I continue to scroll down, and and the one, like, you know, we talk about Doc Redmond so often, and, and we can continue to do so. We will continue to do so. He opened at 70 to 1. I, I hope you got in on this. He is down to 60 on DraftKings. He is down to 55 on William Hill. Opened at 70. It was my first click of the week. And the reason is very clear. I mean, if you've been following along, you you understand that um, he is one of the best ball strikers on tour, and especially in this field since the restart. Since the restart, 
in strokes gained approach, he's fourth in this field uh, of anybody who has like at least 20 rounds played. He has a couple of close calls, right? Played well at Wyndham, finished third. Played well at Safeway, finished third. Played well at Bermuda, finished fourth. I mean, he's putting himself in position. He just has to have a Sunday that goes right for him. This is much too long, especially in this field. I mean, you're telling me Ian Poulter is almost twice as likely to win this golf tournament as Doc Redman? Zero chance in the world of that being true. Um, I mean, Corey, even Corey Connors. I like Corey Connors. I like the way he's trending. You could make a pretty good argument that, and, and maybe we can just look this up. Let's just look this up real quick. That... Doc is a better ball striker than Corey Connors is. Let's look this up. Since the restart, I'm going to do since the restart, and I'm going to do Connors versus Redman, and we'll compare the numbers. All right. Now, I don't. I have not done this, so we're going to see. All right. They are essentially so in strokes gain total. They are essentially the same player. Corey Connors uh, plus point seven four. Doc Redman plus 0.73. So basically identical. Corey Connors is a little bit better off the tee. Doc is a little bit better on approach. Doc is significantly worse around the greens, but Doc is a significantly better putter. So they are, in theory, very, very similar players. Corey Connors books giving has, has odds twice as short as Doc Redman does. That, it doesn't add up. So I don't know if Doc's going to win this week. He probably has like a... In reality, 2% chance, right? Something like that. Uh, but that number is, the number's way off. 70 to 1 was way off. Even 60 is still probably a good number. Once you start to get into the 50s and, and below, that's probably where he should be. Uh, but that was my first click of the week. It just it just does not add up. I'll continue to smash the, um, like, Mackenzie Hughes top 10 numbers, right? I mean, it, let's let's look at Mackenzie Hughes here. What I love about him, he never gets priced right. He never, ever gets priced right and finishes in the top 15 constantly. So in his last 16 starts, this dates back to Honda, where he finished second to Sungjae. Half of his starts, eight of his 16 starts have been top 15 finishes. So I'll continue to hammer top 10, top 20 numbers. So Hughes is six and a half to one in top 10 markets, and he is plus 335 in top 20 markets. So think about that. Getting a little over 3 to 1 on your money in something he's done half the time. Now, obviously, past performances do not dictate future returns, right? But you see where I'm going with this. These numbers aren't these numbers aren't adding up and they're a bit exploitable. Um after that, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to continue to bet Denny McCarthy 85 to 1. I, I have a feeling that win is coming soon, right? We've talked a lot about him. I won't waste any more time on it. Uh, and then going further, like Cam Davis at 125 to one. This is this is usually I usually don't go this low either, right? So I usually don't go as high as um, Webb Simpson or as low as like a 125. But but Cam Davis is the the raw talent is there. I, I mean he ha- if he can put four rounds together, which I know you could say that about a lot of different guys. But I mean he can hit it far. Uh, when he's on the irons, look good. He got a, a sniff of contention. At Wyndham, I think he was your 36-hole leader, kind of punted that away on Sunday. But you can see he's unreal off the tee, very good off the tee, has really good weeks on on approach and ball striking. Uh, He can putt well at times. I mean, he's going to put this all together at some point, and he's going to win. I mean, I I believe that. 125 to 1 is a really good number on him. So um, 
that's probably how I'd round out my card uh, for this week. Let's let's turn our attention to some matchups and uh, see if we can find any value over there. I was I was clicking around William Hill to get to uh, the matchups, and I, I actually am impressed with a lot of the new golf offerings they have. They've they've done a good job of of putting out new stuff. They've they have European Tour matchups this week. They have futures for the PGA Tour Money List winner, which is kind of interesting. So what caught my eye here, and and this caught my eye, I think it was last year, or the year before, like I, they had Justin Thomas or somebody had Justin Thomas at eleven to one, and that would like if I wanted to lock my money up for twelve months, I would have bet everything on it. I did not. Of course he does end up winning the money title, but like John Rahm's 10 to one right now, John Rahm in the money list. First of all, the season just started. John Rahm has 1.3 million DJs in first with 3.1. There are a ton of events to go. Like John Rahm at 10 to one feels like the number that you want to be taking here, right? As he continues to have this breakout, just absolute great part of his career. Like DJ's two to one. I, I don't I don't think he's five times as likely to win the money title uh, than John Rahm this year. So I, if if again if I want to lock my money up for until August of next year, September of next year, that that would be the bet that I that I want to make. Um, okay, matchups. Let's do this here. So I will pull up the head to head simulator and I will go since. The start of 2020, that's my go-to time frame for this. And let's see if we can find some interesting matchups. Uh, I mentioned I wanted Henley. The first Henley matchup that I see is against Harris English, which unfortunately, I love both of these guys, right? And I bet you they both, I bet you English is a favorite in this matchup, according to the model, because he's been so consistently good. But let's see. Let's see. Yeah, so Harris English, uh, I have him about fifty-two percent to win this. So his real his money line should be about minus one hundred eight. Uh, DraftKings has him at minus one twenty. Russ Henley, I have him winning forty-seven percent. So plus one hundred eight, he's about plus one hundred. So you couldn't bet this, uh, but I was interested to see what this actually bear what this was actually bearing out. Here's another interesting one: Kokrak versus Sam Burns. Right, Kokrak's been pretty good. But Burns has had a couple of higher finishes, although Kokrak won. So let's see. This might be a big Kokrak number. Let's see. Oh, now. No, pretty even. Okay. So Kokrak is 50.6% to win this. I have him at minus 102. DraftKings has him at minus 136. So you can't can't bet the Kokrak side of it. Burns plus 110. I have him plus 102. It's close. It's probably not big enough for me to bet. I certainly could not bet the Kokrak side. If you made me bet a side, it would be Sam Burns. Let me see if I can find one with a a much bigger difference here. This one might be pretty big. Joel Damon versus Harold Varner the third. I thought Varner was pretty disrespected, yeah, in, in a lot of these outright markets. So here's what I have. I have Varner at winning this 60.6% of the time, minus 153. DraftKings has him at minus 125. That's probably big enough to bet. Um, I'm trying to think here. Yeah, I would. It's really close. I like the ones that, that kind of go through zero a little bit. Um, and, and you know, I have it at they should be a favorite, but you're getting plus money on it. This is This is not that, but that's a pretty good one. Let me see if I can find a really big one here. Stewart Sink, Adam Hadwin. Well, Sink's been better. Oh, I bet you this one's pretty. Well, let's see. Malnati, who has low-key been great this season, but I'm using the whole year, the whole calendar year. So Malnati versus 
Patton Kazire. He hasn't been good, right? Yeah, I have... Uh, they're both not great. I have Malnati at 56%. He should be minus 130. DraftKings actually has Kazire at, ma- at minus 120. So that would be probably one of the bigger differentials we're going to see. It would be betting Peter Malnati at plus 100, even though I have him at about minus 130. So that's... That's a pretty big one. That makes a lot of sense. I could I could get behind that. Uh, one and done update. So there were a lot of people in the run good one and done with Dustin Johnson. So congratulations. Let me see here. There were, I don't know, 64 of you, something like that. I mean, almost everybody had DJ. <laughs> there was a lot of JT. There was a lot of Rory out there. There was a lot of Brooks. There was a lot of Rom. I mean, with a top with a with a stacked top ten leaderboard, uh, basically everybody got some some type of money here. Uh, and that what that does is now creates a log jam atop the standings. Uh, Logan Dempsey, who entered last week as the leader, now has plenty of company. There are now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine entries over four million. Uh, Brandon K9 leads the way, four point six million. He is only four hundred dollars ahead of a storm of sharks, and they are only like nine thousand dollars ahead of Rex Grant. I mean, it is it is tight at the top. Still a lot of of golf left to be played. Uh, like four more majors, right? I mean, it's just, there's so much, there's so much golf to be played, but it's cool to see all these guys stacking up at the top. Uh, congratulations to everyone. One and done for this week. Uh, let's talk through the options here. I, I really don't think we need to, to overthink this too much, right? Webb Simpson is, uh, to me, very clearly the one and done play. Uh, I, I just got done explaining why, we, we need to shed the title for Webb Simpson of, of only having four or five courses that he plays well on. Uh, I mean, this is certainly one of them, but where, where else would you want to save Webb for? Wyndham would be the obvious choice. So that's at the end of the season, right? So before we get to the playoffs, so you'd, you'd save him for then. I mean, are you going to run him and try to go back-to-back at, at waste management? Uh, I mean, this just feels like the perfect spot to use, to use Webb, so I don't think we need to really overthink this too much. I do think that um, someone like a Harris English is also kind of interesting. So if you wanted to be a bit contrarian and you wanted to, you know, fade Weber, uh, I mean, Harris English has been phenomenal. Uh, he lost to, to, to the buzzsaw that was Dustin Johnson at the Northern Trust, right? Like when, he, when, when, when DJ was 30 under and, uh, you know, everybody else in the field got lapped, that, that was Harris English finishing second. So he has winning-ish upside, right? He has the upside to get there. Uh, Russ Henley, uh, you might have already used him, but but feels in a pretty good spot. The What, what I assume people are going to want to do uh, is play Kevin Kisner, right? So let me pull up Kiz. And, you know, he's the course horse. He's the guy that uh, has played so well here. Let me see if I can find this. Yeah, here's the RSM Classic, right? Right here. So nine starts, averaging about three hundred thousand. One of the best uh, uses of of Kevin Kisner, but I guess the argument is, do you have to use Kevin Kisner? Uh, do we have to at all? Like I know there's fifty events this year, but is Kevin Kisner one of the guys that we need to use? Um, 
I would argue no, especially like I, I tried to make this argument on the first cut pod last night. I like Kevin Kisner just in general, right? I don't need to play him the week that everyone else does, whether that's in DFS or one and done or whatever, because he's popped off in other places, right? He popped off at, at Northern trust. He popped off at, at Wyndham. He popped off at rocket mortgage. Why, why would I use him here where he might be the highest owned or he's probably going to be the highest owned he is all, all year long when I can use him anywhere else at a fraction of the ownership. And he's maybe just as likely to content, like just go get him at a short course that requires good ball striking. I don't know. I, I probably won't use Kisner this year. Um, and if I do, it won't be here. So I, I think there's a couple different strategies you can take. It might be square. I might, maybe I should just be rolling him out, but, um, I don't know. It won't be Kisner for me, but I imagine a lot of people are going to opt for it. Okay. Uh, let me know what you think. Tweet me at Rick run. Good. Leave a comment below. Also reminder Wednesday, 3 PM Eastern time, Rick run good YouTube channel, the RSM classic live stream, rickrungood.com slash will Hill for your free bets. If you live in New Jersey, Illinois, Indiana, and more States, hopefully on the way soon. Uh, outside of that, best of luck this week. Talk to you guys soon.